Welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host Kate Einkorn. Hello. And our... Mm, uh, we'll give him co-host for today, ooh. temporarily. Try Matt Bailey. It. Try it out. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's about um, we'll see. You're going to have to earn it, Bailey. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you for today. We'll try it out next week. Yo, people are pissed I'm not a co-host. I know. People are pissed. The, the boards were lighting up about it. Yeah. Yeah. They put a little pressure on me to give you a better <laughs> title. So, um, But, yeah, so today, as you could see probably on the title of this episode, <laughs> we have definitely a special one for you. This is our second mini episode of our run here. Yeah, we did vacation. Yeah, oh. first one was when we went on vacation. We still had to give the listeners what they wanted, even though we were... Uh, <laughs> Splashing around in the in the Cruising ocean. Cruising the waves. Right. Um, but this one, I know everyone at this table is very excited for. This is going to be our first interview episode. Um, and we're hoping uh, to do a lot more of these. Mm-hmm. We promised you in 2019. We would shake it up. Shake it up. We'd spice <laughs> it up. Um, so we're super, super excited for this one. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. Um, today, for our first interview... We have a director here, and I'm just going to introduce him right away. Go for it. DJ Amerson, welcome. Thanks, thanks. What's yeah. up, film friends? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, for the listeners, DJ is remote right now mm-hmm. down in Florida. DJ, are you? Uh, we're up here in Philly, and it's snowing, and it's miserable. Please tell me you're miserable down there in Florida, too. Well, the, the, yeah, we got about four inches of snow down here in, uh, in Palm Beach. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it started off at about uh, at about 58 degrees this morning, and then it, it went to about 80 pretty quick. So. Oh, don't rub horrible. it in or anything, DJ. <laughs> uh, I love the cold, though. I miss it. I know. It, it's terrible for me to say. But. Now, DJ, I'm curious. Are you from Florida, or are you originally from Florida? So, yeah, originally from Florida. Uh, born down in Hollywood, Florida, and then uh, went to college in Los Angeles, and then ran the the freelance game of you know, Los Angeles to DC to New York and Atlanta, and oh, then awesome. uh, settled back down here in Florida about four years ago. Awesome. Back awesome. to the roots. Yeah, yeah, it made sense for the family. So, did growing up in Hollywood kind of want to make you hit all the Hollywoods in the U.S.? <laughs> Right, right. I think I've got Hollywood, Arkansas next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned, you're director of this specific film here, but I'm kind of curious before we even jump into that, uh, if you want to run down kind of your career in in film, photography, all the like. Yeah, so um, started the career uh, for the most part in Los Angeles. Actually started out as a, as a journalist. Oh, nice. Um, trying to work my way through school just i figured hey well pretty good with the camera pretty good with telling stories and that turned into um working up to the network level as a producer and then uh, after telling a lot of stories in you know two minutes or less while kind of having your finger on the pulse of the world i said all right well i got into this to do narrative let's get back to that right right and uh through that i've done um you know what you typically have to do is you you go through the corporate uh, game of doing uh, commercial production, mm-hmm. and through that, using that to build a team and build resources to be able to come out with your own narrative and other other narratives as well. So it's been, you know, I've done music videos, I've done short films, um, 
commercial a lot of commercials right now i'm i'm executive producer at a at a commercial production company in west palm beach but it's pretty internationally based so it's a lot of traveling yeah very cool that but it's it's good it keeps me up on you know what's the most efficient way to do things on top of how do i creatively want to tell the story so it's a good balance right there to keep in check while also uh working for a really cool company with really cool owners who allow me to use the resources to do what i want as well awesome plus you get to do a little bit of jet setting see the the world and the country yeah well that's always good for perspective right you can only tell the stories you know so it's good to know a lot of perspectives so true Uh, i think it's interesting that you've lived in so many different places too yeah i think it's helped it's it's one of those things where you you look back and it's every flavor of life has been related to the location it's been in that's a pretty cool feeling every time i go back to those places it's like i never left and i find myself back in those mindsets Nice. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious because you you keep mentioning storytelling, narrative. You could tell that's just like that's what you gravitate to. I'm I'm curious what medium, what medium's your favorite for for not only like maybe telling a story, but even like kind of intaking content in a story. Do you like movies? Do you think films? Do you think photography, books? What would you say your favorite is? Uh, well, I mean, I think I think they all play into one giant collaborative art, um, mm-hmm. and that's and that's why they all play so nicely together. I, I, I will say that as much as you know, I think film is my main street on that, and just saying that the, the movie format is is where I want to live. I think there's just something so epic about a photo to be able to tell an inst- entire story in one frame, where mm-hmm. you know you think of doing it in thirty frames per second across ninety minutes otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's, like, very true. I think um, photography is very underlooked for that reason. Um, and I think um, it's cool with the fact that you've traveled so much. Um, did you get to capture a lot through your life through photography? Definitely. Photography has been a big part in that. Um, uh, through just whether it's been traveling and, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who's everywhere I go, I've got the I've got the 5D strapped to my back and I'm walking around like that. Or, uh, you know, even back years ago when GoPro first came out, I was obsessed with being yeah. able to take that kind of perspective everywhere oh, nice. I went and probably did it too much. And then, <laughs> uh, but through that, it's, it's, it's worked out pretty well. Um, I sold, sold a lot of travel photos to major hotels. I think there's a Hilton in Hawaii somewhere that's got one of my pictures hanging in it, which is a pretty cool mm-hmm. feeling. Awesome. And I then, um, on the portrait Hawaii. side, I, uh, I just finished a book cover that the book just got released, um, about a week ago and we shot that last summer for an NFL player, and that was a lot of fun. That's really oh, cool. That's cool. What do you, Can you say what player? Yeah, it's uh, Devin Still, and the book is still in the game. It's a, it's a really inspiring story about him and his daughter. Oh, oh nice. that's awesome. Photogra- photography aside, it's a, it's a great story. She was diagnosed with cancer about four years ago, I think now, and beat it, and it's through you know being a father and also having the responsibility of being in the NFL while also going through that. It was a, it's a great story. They're, they're a really great family. Cool. Um, so is it safe to say you're always the kid with the camera? I, I am that, that nerd, that geek with the camera. ACAC, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, also always the one who had the, what is the, the Instagram feed of everyone but me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate those people, mm-hmm. though, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess that brings us up to speed up to today. And, Pretty much, yeah. And definitely, uh, let's I guess jump into to the film, uh, you know, that you're involved with now, and that's Miami Dead County. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, so it's a it's an idea we, we that we started dreaming up in uh, in 2012, and officially started writing in January of 2013. And uh, it's been it's been a journey. If uh, just to, to give the listeners idea an idea that the uh, the official logline is first responders in a Miami hospital are forced to make tough choices after the victim of a brutal attack is brought in. What's more deadly, the engineered virus or the man behind it? Yeah, Got yeah. caught a little so, bit of that in the trailer. Yeah, right. So uh, one of our mainstays for the marketing moving forward is uh, is to make sure that everyone knows right away that if you remember the Miami bath salt attack, it's one hundred percent based on that. I wanted to bring that up and ask if that was a an influence. I, I guess like an in, I, I hate to say inspiration, but if that <laughs> if that's kind of where you got it from, because even in the trailer. It, it kind of mentions some sort of attack and the person's yeah. face is all bloody and it just literally like took me back to that. Was that 2012 that that <laughs> happened? Or? Yeah, that was uh, that was the Saturday before Memorial Day 2012. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Right. I love Which it. Didn't seem like it that long ago, but... <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so it, it was pretty cool and it, and it came back to a lot of roots that I had uh, from having been a journalist where, you know, you make a lot of content uh, contacts in law enforcement and in first responders, and uh, it was it was just a weird way that I found out about it, other than how everyone else found out about it. Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. So it makes sense so why you're look- doing it from that perspective of first responders as well, right? And it was, um, I mean, so the story was was told to me by by a friend of mine who's a, who's a police officer in town in uh, Miami Dade County. And uh, did you get the reference? Dade yeah. County, <laughs> Really hard on that. <laughs> um, but uh, so a friend of mine gave me a call and he's like, you're not going to believe this. And he's like, about the bath salts attack. And I go, yeah, I saw it on the news. I don't believe it. It's insane. <laughs> and uh, it, he goes, no, 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 no. So apparently, according to him, and I, at the time, I took this as a complete embellishment and just a friend telling me a story that was wild and completely untrue, but funny. And uh, basically said that the attack happened on the McCarthy Causeway. Just as you're essentially on the off ramp, getting onto uh, getting onto the main street there in Miami Beach, and uh, 911 calls were flying in of people driving by saying there's a man eating another man's face, and you know what do you do if you drive by and you see that? What are you supposed to do? Yeah. So yeah. law enforcement <laughs> arrives on the scene as they do and address the man who's continuing to, you know, as gruesome as it gets, devour the other man. Yeah. And uh, so they immediately draw their guns, telling them what to do, and. Again, this is from the perspective of one person who's telling me this in a phone call. And uh, they shoot him in the chest. And he looks up, snarls at them, and goes back to eating. Well, oh so <laughs> from their perspective, their perspective, they're thinking, all right, that's not something we typically see. It happen. They shoot him again after about five rounds into the chest. Uh, he still just keeps looking at them. Then eventually someone walks up, shoots him in the head, he goes down. According to zombie lore, yeah, that's what. It, and I'm not saying that happened in real life, <laughs> but it it was a cool thought. What really happened was the guy, you know, smoked something that was cooked up and so, beneath someone's sink after probably right. seven or eight binged yeah. episodes of Breaking Bad, yeah. and uh, it melted his insides to the um, point where all of his organs and his chest had melted down. Before this, did you have like an interest in like horror and like zombies and stuff like that kind of like culture, like growing up at all? Uh, yeah, as far as watching them, I was a huge fan. Yeah. Big, I mean, Evil, Evil Dead, I've probably seen mm-hmm. a hundred and something times. Oh, nice. Uh, but as far as, like, the genre itself, um, it, it never really struck me as something that I would ever come up with. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it gave me a real, like, classic 
horror vibe, like Invisible Man, like that style, mm. mixed with like today's day of the inspiration of like The Walking Dead, and kind of mm. mixing the combination of the modern horror with the mm. vintage horror. Um, so I was right. curious about right. that as well. That's a great compliment. Thank you. Ah, yeah. So, DJ, I'm always, I'm always curious when uh, artists kind of take from real life, like a true story like this, mm-hmm. and and what clicks in them that that's like, okay, I'm gonna embark on this, mm-hmm. and and this is the story that I want to tell. Now, this is a very interesting one, and when it when it actually happened, I mean. <laughs> it was significant for sure. So I kind of under, understand, especially you ex- describing like the first responders perspective. That's kind of a cool way to think about it. But, you know, why this one? I'm sure you're involved in journalism. So you're you're hearing interesting stories all day. What what like what makes this one is yeah. like, yes, this is what I'm going to make a film about. I think it was like everyone who heard the news story, everyone who, who read it in on a, an article that was shared around Facebook, everyone who saw that, you know, the stand-ups the different reporters would do saying that this happened. There's no footage of it actually happening. Like, no one saw that happening. But I think everyone who heard the story in their mind has a very vivid image of what it was. Mm. And I think we forget that your brain, in, a, in, the, in the sense of a really, really compelling story, makes it for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that really sparked me on that, to say, like, I can picture exactly what happened. Now, mm-hmm. the, now Miami-Dade County, the film, doesn't actually take place during the attack. It, it, it's the events following immediately after. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, where it, it originally, the first, the first iteration of the script was more of like a 12 Angry Men situation, where you have mm-hmm. a bunch of doctors trying to treat a patient, and police officers who think he's a zombie trying to convince them that he was just... That, this victim was just bit by a zombie right he might turn into a zombie mm-hmm. and what in real life a doctor would say to that and there was some really fun drama in there and it almost turned into a comedy at that point um and then we just thought well if we're writing this movie we might as well make it a zombie movie yeah and that's where it really took off i mean you can't discount that he wasn't a zombie <laughs> yeah it's still at this point you can't say that he wasn't <laughs> we could have we could have been uh so here at film friends we love wordplay we love names titles that kind of thing so i have to let you know that i fucking love miami dead county um, Good. but um I'm, is was that like uh was that the first one was that like yes no okay okay no um <laughs> It, I think the, the tentative title, you know, what everyone has on Final Draft that you put in, in quotes, knowing you're going to change it. Right, yeah. Uh, I think the, the starting title was Zombie Watch. Oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the first one, and it went through a few other iterations that no one liked, and everyone just said, there's no way to do this. <laughs> and I can't. I, I would love to take credit for this, but I, I cannot take credit for Miami Dead County, the title. That was all Miguel David Kaloff. Okay. He was, uh, he, was at, he was one of my writing partners over the years. He was my roommate in college, essentially. And he's been along this process the whole time. So Nice. It's, uh, it's been a great gift that he's given us because it, it's something that we keep hearing about how much people like and I love it. Um, so I kind of want to talk about, you said that you started this in 2012. And um, so you said that you moved back to Florida four years ago. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, in 2014, the end of 2014. Yeah, so did you start this when you were out somewhere else and then brought it to Florida, and did that really change how you decided to make this movie? We did. So it, it's it's technically two movies now. 
if that makes any sense. So um, we we did the first shoot. We wrote in, wrote from January to April in 2013. Shot at the end of April 13 in Barstow, California, because they had an abandoned hospital that they were willing uh, to give us for five days, and it was uh, amazing. That's uh, so everything you see in the hospital was shot five years ago in in that uh, just empty space, and it was it was incredible. The city of Barstow essentially said we would love to for films to start coming back here. Now, I had only known Barstow as like the Gatorade stop back from Vegas and the place where Tyrese is from in Fast and the Furious. Those, that's how I knew. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, making calls to all of these um, like outskirts towns of LA just because I, there was no way I could afford uh, a, a hospital set in Los Angeles that wasn't that we weren't like double dipping from another, another production. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one shining light we had was scrubs had just um finished their final season and they and in north hollywood their set was basically an old hospital that was just sitting there oh, perfect. and the month before we wanted to start shooting they demolished it uh-huh. so we we just frantically called around um shot in barstow and every all of the props you see in there were donated from local medical offices shut down for the week that we were shooting in there that's and, awesome uh, and so we finished it. We, we edited it within probably three or four months. Uh, did a screening at Warner Brothers with a bunch of other short films. And at the time, it was 15 minutes long. And it was basically from the perspective of only the hospital. Hmm. And uh, it, it worked. But, but what we found out, we got, we got feedback from everyone. Was it, we weren't really thrilled with the transition from the second to third act. It was it was pretty... It was a lot of a lot of content that we were shoving in there for that climax and that resolution to the story, mm-hmm. and it felt like we were fit, trying to squeeze a feature into a short. Yeah. So we basically said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna step, take a step back, look at this script, and see what we can do. And over that time, a lot of life happened. I got married. I had two kids, and then uh, everyone else in the crew kind of had the same things going on. The actors went on to do some great things as well, and we all stayed in touch. And it was one of those things where like it's not dead, it's not going away. We're gonna keep working on this, and we're gonna make this the film. And in 2016, uh, we shot the we shot everything that happened in the control room. And that was kind of a puzzle piece script. We said, "All right, we're going to change the story with what we can, while keeping the same dialogue." So a lot of the dialogue you see now in the film in the hospital was originally responding to different lines. Oh, interesting. And we kind of sh- and we shifted that over to what the new script became after we introduced the characters that exist in the control room and the, the, the law enforcement side of the story. It, it's cool that like um, people were so, you know, like into it that they would stick around for so long to make mm-hmm. the movie. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shows like how much they really loved it and stuff. Well, I really appreciate it too, because it's as someone who was more or less steering the ship on it, like you, you had that, that gut feeling every day for those, those three or four years where we kind of just had it on the shelf. People who like literally blood, blood, blood cried on set to make this thing happen, and uh, and you don't want to fail them. You don't want to just say, "Oh, it was all for nothing." You just we had a great time, we had some experience, but there was no film out of it. So now that everything is coming together, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah, probably feels awesome. And I also love that you keep referring to it as not dead. I feel like that's such a good promotion of your movie about being about zombies. So how they're <laughs> oh, just I'm not so dead. Using that. <laughs> <laughs> the undead film. It's almost like an analogy to your process, the zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the answer. Uh, DJ, just so I, this is your first feature, right? 
So it's going to be a very short feature, but it will be classified as a feature. Classified, yeah, it's, uh, okay. It's, it's nice. the first thing on this of this scale uh, in the narrative sense. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. So I'm going to ask you a classic interview question, but I'm kind of curious. What, what didn't you expect that happened during the filming? Like an experience, an overall vibe? Like obviously you know it's going to be exhausting, uh, you're gonna like you said like literally every day you're waking up you're steering the ship everything's under your control so I guess you kind of know that going into it but like what's one thing that happened or a way you felt that you kind of didn't expect doing this well it taught me a really especially on the set in the, in the hospital it, it taught me a really cool lesson about direct actors and something that I don't feel like you can you can learn without having done it um, and it's it's how much you're able to trust really quality actors. And it, it really affected the way that I directed ever since. And since it's, you know, it's, it was so long ago that I've, I've done a lot of this. And it, it, it's, I think it's helped me so much to learn that we, we tried something new. That we, I, I wanted the actors to really determine who the character was. And I had them all write actors to themselves and then therefore to me of why that character needs to be in the film. And once that happened and we did a lot of character work over over probably three or four weeks leading up to shooting, we were rewriting the script to fit what the actors had come up with for their character. And I was mm. all about that. Like right. there was no like I have my thumb down on the script, this is my script, this is who the character is. I felt like that collaboration just turned into just brought it into a, a, such a higher level. Yeah, that's because awesome. of that. So when we were on set and you know, you, I had the actor run over to me and be like, Okay, what do I do here? I'm like you are the character. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me that, and then we'll go from there. And it's and it really just turned into filming real life at that point. It was just a really cool experience, and I've tried to use that ever since. That's really cool. You really made them Shark Tank their characters. <laughs> Pitch them your yeah, ideas. They had to, and make they had to audition whatever personal experience they were pulling from. That was cool. Yeah, that is. Well, awesome. I guess that helps them buy like helps them buy into it mm-hmm. yeah. into your idea even more and. They're, they're invested. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that was the moment it became our film, not my film. Right, yeah, exactly. Which For makes sure. it so much stronger. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. I respect that a lot. Um, so now what are you doing with the film? Where Where is it at in its state right now? So it's, uh, we, we are polishing the post-production. It's, it, it's done, but obviously, you know, the more time we have, the more we're able to, uh, we're more able to tweak little things, color correction here and there, and making the grade mm. a lot more intense. But really where it is, is we're in, we're in the festival application period. We're, we're deciding how much we want to ramp up the horror genre into uh, the Halloween season and how that corresponds with yeah. the bigger festivals and how that will springboard us into different festivals. So right now it's the uh, the mad dash to send out send out applications and say, this is what the film is. Who would like it? Yeah. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Anything near Philadelphia? <laughs> I mean, at this point, definitely, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I would hope. I feel, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like we got to do some build. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are known as the city of brotherly love, so <laughs> hopefully that will translate. Right? Yeah. Um, that's I like also. Philly. I have a good time in Philly. I'm a Cowboys fan, though. Is that? Oh no 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 Ooh, DJ. No, uh, no, you got to no, keep no. that to yourself, man. I should have. I debated whether or not I should have, but it just had to happen. Literally, okay. the worst decision you made all day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, 
we'll see if we post this or not. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so, if you don't mind, since we we like we just kind of turned over the new year, and I'm kind of curious um, what you thought, what you're thinking of some recent movies, and maybe even movies you saw last year, because um, I know award season's coming up. We kind of gave our like favorites of last year type deal. Um, anything that anything that stands out for you? Oh, um, well, I think a better way to do this is, uh, is there anything that you could throw at me only because I have, uh, two children under three right now. Oh, true. So true. For just as far as time goes between work and that, if it doesn't come out on, uh, on some kind of streaming service, I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, it I've kills I, me. It kills me as a filmmaker to say that, but it is the reality well, you, right now. You've probably also, you're seen a lot crazy of crazy busy. Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 You've probably seen a lot of uh, Paw Patrol and Daniel <laughs> oh, Tiger. I, 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 could, I could review the hell out of some Paw Patrol. Right? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Marshall. We got some Marshall. I don't know the rest of the dogs' names. Puppy Dog Pals is probably the, the best. Uh, the best character development. Ever, so. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. <laughs> cool. Well, you you did mention, and uh, it's. It's kind of cool to me. You were saying like horror was a genre you never, never connected with. You said. Or... Oh, I loved it. I loved watching it, but I never imagined myself being able to write it. Oh, gotcha. It was, it was a mindset I didn't see an individual thought coming from. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, but it's really a genre that I fell in love with because then you're able to use the conventions of the genre to to kind of stilt up your story, mm-hmm. and then yeah. from there it stands on its own. It was a good time. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I get that. Instead of relying on the genre, you use the genre to help you with your narrative story. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And we, we established where, where our plot points wanted to be based on existing conventions. And I mean, and that goes back to like George Romero and obviously mm-hmm. Sam Raimi with, with Evil Dead. There were a lot of lines mm-hmm. we took out there that were direct homages to Evil Dead that I don't think anyone would have gotten. But. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why I find it interesting. And the reason I bring it up is because like I'm always kind of rooting for... You know, you hear in a lot of these circles or forums or boards or podcasts that, you know, horror is kind of re- like recycled a little bit. Um, but that I think that kind of goes to the conventions that you're bringing up. There are like touch points and things you have to do in horror. Well, I think I think there are two, there are two big aspects. Of it. One is, is I think the fan base is relying on it. I think the fan base wants it from you. And, and you know, who are you as a, as a director or a writer to deny the fan base what they want is, is what I was Right, right. So I feel like, I feel like always embrace the conventions in there and, and use it, obviously do it in a creative way. There are plenty of ways to do, you know, original plot points that have to happen. But, but I, I really want to lean into it. And the other thing is I feel like, and there's, there's one that I've seen that's recent. Uh, I feel like A Quiet Place blows that completely out of the water where, right. I mean, we have a horror film that's up for nominations and I love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same with Get Out, up for nomination. Oh, it Get Out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, apparently, all the movies that I have seen recently are horror movies. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Subconsciously, you're doing a little uh, research. Yeah, and I mean Jordan Peele. Come on, the guy's the guy's just an actual. Genius. Right. Yeah. So speaking of horror and speaking of having two young kids, what age are you going to allow your children to watch this? Oh, I keep thinking about that. I don't know. <laughs> the I don't know. I, my daughter, my daughter won't let makes me skip through the villain parts in all the Disney movies. I don't, I don't know. She's <laughs> not ready. She's not ready. I think it's gonna be a while. <laughs> no, I'd say, I'd say, what is it? When, you know, I'm, I'm of the generation. My first, my first R-rated movie was Terminator Two, so I was probably eight. I think eight, eight or nine is probably a good area for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's safe. I, I think my first. 
my first shock I was, I was like eight or nine and i saw the original exorcist and i, oh, I, I turned out okay <laughs> yeah yeah i think we all had exposures pretty young and yeah i mean who knows but we're all here so yeah seriously and i think it just gives you perspective oh for you sure. know that's that's fear is an emotion and that, that's the whole mm-hmm. point of movies right you want to transfer an emotion into something. Yeah. yep for sure Um, so if you don't mind, I think, I think we're going to put you in the hot seat, DJ. I think you did well. You did well enough. (laughs) We're going to put you in it. We'll keep it warm for a little bit. Then we might ramp it up. Whatever you got, man. Okay. Okay. I got a good one. Um, so (laughs) who would your ideal zombie apocalypse squad be if you're trying to, you know, survive now who would you want by your side are we talking like celebrities figures actors yeah are we talking anyone or so are they conventional i'll say mine i i have two people that <laughs> so he, we put you on the hot seat so Bailey just to give you an question. idea um Got it. i have by my side the rock and john mm-hmm. wick just because you know john wick's good so with john like, wick the character not keanu reeves yeah, <laughs> yeah the, no actually the character great okay, with it. guns Always survives, and you know the rock's huge. Hold. <laughs> and the rock is the rock originally from? Well, I imagine this zombie apocalypse is happening in Florida. So, <laughs> yeah, he, so he's local to he the area. He went to Miami. He went to the U. He so. went to University yeah. of Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll help out. So is this rock like smell what the rock is cooking? Rock or like current Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson? Um, so the rock is the character from from WWE. I, I like yeah. the thing yeah. 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 Is that what you're saying? The yeah. Or you saying? No, it's it's era of. Uh, you know, uh, the Brahma bull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So I, those are the two guys I need by my side. If I'm, if it's going down. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. It's on me now or is that someone else? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's all you now. <laughs> oh man. All right. I'm going to say Bruce Campbell. And okay. I'm, a broke, I'm a boring broken record with that, but so, so much experience. He has, he has so much experience. <laughs> <laughs> and um, hmm, can I do three? Yeah. Oh absolutely. yeah. Okay, let's do um, Charlton Heston's character from the original I Am Legend. Ooh. Oh, wow! <laughs> Holy shit! You're I, going strictly experience, and I love it. <laughs> I love that, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, we're talking real apocalypse scene, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. And then, um, hold on, I gotta think. Uh, you knew you wanted to do three. <laughs> I'm going off the plaza. Oh, okay. Oh, sick. You gotta oh, repopulate the earth. I think she could not just not just uh, be effective, but I think she would have a blast while she's doing it. That's what you wanted as someone working. And I oh, think, yeah. uh, isn't she in Life After Beth, where she's a An actual So much experience. She can get all the experience. <laughs> she can get into the mind of the zombie. All right, killing the hot seat. <laughs> also, you need a little bit of comic relief when you're yeah. out yeah. there. Yeah, to heighten that yeah, fear a little bit. Yeah, she'd be for that, too. Yeah. She'd be great. Cool. And especially in the observational comedy, which I like. Yeah. I would have Batman. <laughs> Just <Which> Batman. Just <laughs> <Yes>, Batman. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Bailey, what's your next question? Um, 
I don't. That that was basically. I'll let you guys. Well, ask I wanted. More I wanted to ask. Um, but you kind of answered it. I wanted to know some zombie movie influences, like other zombie movies that. I don't. Know, I mean, you of course you talked about Evil Dead. Um, is there anything yeah. else you pulled from, or uh, any other influences around like the zombie culture? Uh, I think I think the atmosphere is very Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay, cool. But especially with it being a lower budget film, I feel I feel like um, giving that kind of a feel to it helps uh, drive to being the audience to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Where you know we weren't we didn't have an unlimited amount of sets or days to shoot, so it was a matter of just bottling people up into one location. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead obviously has a lot. I would say the first three seasons have a lot of influence in there. Yeah. That's kind of when I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, that's about when everybody <laughs> it's so long. It was, yeah, it's still happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just, in Night, I mean, Night of the Living Dead is, right, is something right. that I'll, I'll just keep watching. and I'll even throw in the music video to Thriller because... Oh, <laughs> oh sick. I love, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that leads me into my next question. Um being movie fans, I know all of us at this table have purchased a soundtrack for a movie. What was the first movie soundtrack you purchased or your favorite one to listen to? Reservoir Dogs. Oh, oh that's a great one. I love that. That's sick. Followed by probably... <laughs> so I, I feel like I answered really well there as far as... <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you guys all know that it was immediately followed by the Top Gun soundtrack. Wait, what was that? The Top Gun soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Don't, give me, don't give me too much credit. <laughs> Still, yeah. it was sick for the time. Still respect it. Well, we respect Tom Cruise a lot. We have an ongoing Tom Cruise debate, so jump yeah, right where, into that one. DJ, we're, we're going to throw you on. Where are you with Tom Cruise? Because we, I mean, Bailey's steadfast, live, like, you know, loves Tom Cruise. I go back and forth every single day um, and i'm very i'm very like uh i like the classic tom cruise movies but i'm not really a big fan of modern tom cruise got it uh i am of the opinion that uh an actor's work through a period of time can earn them immunity moving forward oh, i love it i love where you're going so so i say that that uh tom cruise's work between 1982 and 2002 grants him the ability to do whatever he wants yeah he he is at the golden level of immunity as far as actors go yeah i kind of agree with that that's a sick answer and i respect it (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i have a i actually don't even know what i'm gonna ask here dj but (laughs) well i'll get through it (laughs) so we are uh for some reason obsessed with the crew member of a best boy. Now, I'll admit, ah. <laughs> I'll admit, I think it's solely because of the title. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think we just find it um, very funny. Uh, and he's also the best. But do you see the best boy as the most important crew member, <laughs> like we do, or? Oh. Um. All of the best I, I'm more of a fan of the grip, but <laughs> okay. we respect okay. all of them. Yeah. I think to be a best boy electric, you need like a degree for that. But, Do you? Um, I think no. so. I think, well, at least a, a, like certified as an electrician. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, uh, well, 
as far as what the most important role is on set, I think that that's going to be the UPM. They're in charge of food. Uh, true. <laughs> Do you want to shout out your best boy? My best boy? Do you have a best boy? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We love to shout out our best boys. Yeah, we, we honestly wow. look at the credits for most of the movies we do, and we, you know, we shout out a best we shout boy. them out. Uh, see, I need, I need to, yeah, I think, I think that's going to be uh, Jose Flores. Jose oh. Flores, oh. Yeah. He is, he is the MacGyver of people on set, and nice. that, that puts him as the perfect uh, best boy. He, and, he can build anything. And just right so well. everyone knows, um, can you explain what a best boy does? <laughs> <laughs> are you asking me to like finally explain it to you guys or yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah. Yeah. just it so everyone like knows a, it seems like a gilded request you need to explain to the audience um, <laughs> alright so it, it, it's kind of a various role and I don't mean that as a bad answer um, but it, it like a best boy electric is basically the go between between the lighting department and the person who actually plugs things in oh. ah. so like in, I mean, in on different shoots, that's wrong too. Like I, that, that it depends on the shoot, and and that, you know, you're, you're also talking about a best boy being like on a 60, 70 person crew. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's typically where you, where you see that. Uh-huh. Um, on the smaller shoots, it's it, the best boy can turn into a, more of a, a a very valuable swing position where they go back and forth between G and E. Uh, to that end so i don't really have a good answer for you because it depends on the shoot but for the most part uh the best boys that i've i've encountered on on the best shoots um have been vastly adept in the electrician arts so is that why it's called the best boy because they do so many things you just say oh you're the best yeah and they're usually just like adorable (laughs) you know british boys from the early 20s yes yeah they're all under like 15 i love (laughs) it Did they, can, you ever... they can make sure your 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 scene is completely lit while also you know sh- shouting whether or not you want to buy the newspaper. <laughs> Have you ever come across a best girl? Yes. Oh, oh thank we you. Love it. We love that. Yes, and and that should be the case. That should be the case, yeah. right? I agree. Yes. Um. I. Uh, I've had I've had a couple best girls on set, which are you know it, it's the same role, but yeah. obviously. In the credits, are they under best boy though? Yeah, I guess How that's does that work? the title. Ooh, we might we might be identifying a big dynamic in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to um, start the campaign we need right to perpetuate now. perpetuate this, yeah. As far as I know, it is still officially a best boy in the credits. Wow. Well, Maybe we'll, we'll change history we'll today. See to that. All right. The next the next set that I have that has that has a a best boy role, I'll make sure I hire uh, a, a very very talented female and make sure she's yes. the best girl. Yes. I love it. In the so credits, much. I'm gonna be watching them. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'll waiting say, for best girl to show up. <laughs> we need it. I'm gonna start scouring the credits of everything I watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very. You could be the first. <laughs> I'm okay with being the first. I hope it's already happened. Yeah. So I have a question for you. As you know, our podcast is Film Friends, where we pick someone. Who would be your film friend? So, who would you pick as your film friend? Ooh, and this is and this is again actors everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah. Oh, I don't want to be unoriginal, but I am I am such a gigantic fan of who The Rock is on and off screen. Ooh, Ooh America's guy Sweetheart. Is my absolute hero <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, follow up question to that: 
Would you say The Rock is America's sweetheart currently? Uh, I would say that between The Rock and Kristen Bell. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, sweet yes. love it. Okay. Yes. Great answer. Yeah. We have a constant debate about who is America's sweetheart currently, and The Rock is always up there for us. Yeah. He, he's got to be top three, regardless of who you ask. Yeah, oh, right. I'll agree. Sure. Like he, uh, obviously, I, none of us at this table have ever met him, but you just imagine his like generosity offset, or offset, you know, the type of person he is when he's not in films or not on media or TV or something. And how and he then, is to his family. Yeah, yeah. It's just. And you don't, don't you feel like you know him based on that? Like no, it's, it's so weird now. Like you, like I, I've woken up at times and thinking I've never met him. And I just can't believe it because you just feel like you know him after everything. Yeah, right, right. He's been through so much. Especially when you watch <laughs> The Tooth Fairy and you're just oh like, you know what? <laughs> well, clearly. Well, I mean, I didn't know we were talking about the masterpieces of cinema. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you know us too well. <laughs> I would love to share a meal with him and watch him eat 16 pizzas in one sitting. <laughs> oh, you got to do it on cheat day, definitely. <laughs> um, so now we, we've gone through the hot seat questions. Now we have our... We're, we're just going to ask you the, the couple questions that we ask every guest um, to kind of close out the, uh, the interview here. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kate, take it away. All right. So I ask every guest these questions. First one is, who's your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet? Yes. <laughs> Animal. By far. Oh, oh nice. love it. We Animal's actually don't great. get a lot of animals. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't get We get a lot really? of Miss Piggy. Kermit and Miss Piggy, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so boring. More of a Sam Eagle guy oh, myself. Love <laughs> <Sam> Eagle. <laughs> we love Sam Eagle. <laughs> Thank you. So my second question is, I love Michael Shannon. How do you feel yes. about Michael Shannon? <sighs> um, oh. <gasps> Love it. Uh, I love it. I love that you're taking so take, long. Take, don't, don't, get a, don't be afraid here. I'm, I'm trying to find the right way to word this. She has a stress ball in her hands right now, so whatever <laughs> worry, you say, she, she uh, should be okay. I, I think that he is so great, I can overlook Zod. He's so great what? I can overlook Zod. Oh, okay. Uh. I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll he's, take it. He's had some flops, but he's still just amazing. But I, mean, I, think, I still think the character was done well. I just, it's, yeah. We'll give it. You know what? I'll take it, and I love it so much. <laughs> wow. That is literally the first time Kate has taken any dig yep. negativity towards Michael Shannon. Because you I broke res- her. Because I respect <laughs> the fact that like he does have some stinkers, but as a whole, he's amazing. And I don't, and I don't think that's a stinker in any way related to Michael Shannon. Correct. Yeah. If that if that makes any sense, oh. I think. No, it does. I love that more than anything. <laughs> I'm gonna use that all the time. Yeah. Hmm. See, Bailey, other people love Michael Shannon. I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, I mean if you're talking like before the devil knows you're dead, Michael Shannon, come on. Oh, Ooh. nice. Like, we, okay. we, I love Michael Shannon, okay. so Yes. Like I, I I'm not saying anything negative towards it, but I am just making the point that Cool. Well, thank you. Well, that you absolutely killed that hot seat mm-hmm. yeah, with grace, sure. composure. I feel exhausted, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, so DJ, where can the listeners, you know, 
see your stuff basically you know it looks like you're dipping your toe in so so much media so much content where can we follow you anywhere can we see anything you know miami dead so, county so, I'm at Miami Dead County on Instagram right now, just because of where we are in the festival section, we can't really reveal too much. We have approval for the first trailer to be released okay. without that causing us any problems. So if you go to on Instagram at Miami Dead County, it's in the it's in the bio. Also at DJ Amerson, it's in the bio as well. Um, and then through that, we're gonna we're gonna start shuffling out more and more as we're able to. Okay, and okay. release awesome. the website and release you know everything that we're able to really market the film once we. We know we have the green light for that. Okay, awesome. cool. So follow you on there and then just watch the journey and pay attention and everything yeah. will filter through that. Also, where can exactly. we um, find your photography? Uh, right, right now, probably on, on Instagram, but it's just going to be too many kids at this point. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, yeah, I'm working, I'm working on that. I need to compile things because typically it's just I shoot it, I sell it, I move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to really compile it. That'll be where the website. How about the website? We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Perfect. Nice. Love it. Cool. Cool. And yeah, if you're ever in the area, up in Philly, hit us up. Yeah, I get up. There, I get up there a decent amount. Next time, we're, we'll, we'll be some film friends up there. How's that? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. that'd be awesome. That sounds we'll great. Reserve, we'll do something in person. We'll reserve the America Sweetheart for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the rock. Cool. Love cool. it. Well, hey DJ, I appreciate you taking the time to. To hang out with us a little yeah. bit. Oh, um, this has been so much today. fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, thanks, DJ. And and good luck with the rest of the year. And and can't wait to uh, uh, check out Miami Dead County. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you got a dedicated it. listener out of me now too. So. Oh, nice. Thank you. Appreciate thanks, it. DJ. All right. Have a good one, DJ. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.